Hey everybody and welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. All right, we're excited to be back. Uh, you know, recently I actually bought Sean this uh, golf swing <laughs> tool because I'm not out there playing golf like I used to. I got three kids and I'm definitely uh, not playing as much golf as I used to be when I was a, a six handicap, getting really close to a five handicap. I'm probably like a 12 now. So I, I got to keep my, my game up. So I bought this little simulator thing to put on my my uh, my clubs. I have a little net in the basement and I was just like, I don't know. I'm just going to buy it. Kind of follow my gut a little bit. What was the last person that you made similar to that? The last big purchase I made was, a. Oh, this is a funny story. I had a really bad day at work two years ago. So I literally, I dropped off my uh, car to be serviced and I drove by, this was in the morning. I drove by a Porsche dealership. This is a true story. I had a horrible day. I went to pick up my car and literally drove into the car dealership and bought a Porsche. She completely wasn't looking for a car. It certainly didn't need a car. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to buy that right now. Thank you very much. And the next day it was mine. So it was a little so, bit of so an impulse. Like, like what made you do that? So was that like, was it like a feeling? Like what was it? Like? Yeah, it was a little bit of like trying not to, to be a little bit rogue, a little bit renegade, you know, just screw everybody. I'm going to go do this. I'm having a bad day. A little bit of I deserve it, which is not true, but that's what I used to uh, get myself through the paperwork. And, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a, it was just a bad day. So I'm like, all right, this is what I want to do today. So I'm going to do it. Did it make you feel better? For about, yeah, about uh, 20 days until I realized how much money I spent on it. And then I was like, oh, God. But I said, lo- I love it. It's just this stupid purchase. It wasn't something a money manager should do all the time. So I guess your gut can tell you some good things, and, it, and, and you, it's a home run, and all the times it's a swing and miss, right? No. Yeah, so I think, well, I think what's good about that, you, you always grow from, from things, but what's good about that is that, at least for me, I follow my gut a hundred percent, literally a hundred percent of the time. I, I always follow my gut. That doesn't mean it's going to be successful and it doesn't mean it's going to be right, but that's the way I'm kind of wired. So, um, like one of my partners, Rob is, is a very cerebral person. He thinks with his head first and he'll talk himself out of things or it'll take him a while to get into something. But the first reaction is typically no, not going to do that. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to, you know, we shouldn't invest in it or whatever. But for me, I'm the complete opposite. That's why we work well together. I'm very much like, yep, feels good right away. Immediately. I think that's a good idea. I need very little input um, to make a decision, which frankly for being an entrepreneur helps because you need to be able to act fast sometimes. And no, it's not always, particularly in the case of the sports car, it's not always the right decision, but it's going with my gut hundred percent of the time. And I've tried to do it a different way. I'm just not wired that way. I can't do it. My, that's a, that's a reason why my wife and I are a good compliment. She's a very, very analytical uh, scientist and I'm completely different on the other spontaneous uh, last minute. I can kind of be agile and make 
quick decisions. I don't really need a lot of time to plan. And she actually gives me a 24 hour notice. If I don't know something in 24 hours, comp, she's like, I'm not making a decision. So, so I've, I've gotten used to kind of figure out how to work, make that work. Um, but you know, what, what we're trying to really get to here guys, as you guys are listening is you know, today's episode is really talking about gut. Like how much do you follow your gut as an entrepreneur, as a leader? And how important does it play in making, you know, really, really important decisions for your business? Um, so when was the last time you made a, a really large, important decision for your business, Sean, that you can share? What, what are, and, and no. It's interesting because, you know, being, so it's easier being in the industry that we're in because you have to have a process because, you know, we take it very seriously for, for really the most serious reason is that it's not our money that we're investing. It's our investors. And that brings on a whole layer of responsibility and accountability um, that we have to have, frankly. So it's from a personal perspective, it's a good way to meter down in business. My gut feel because there, there are five or six investments that if it was my money, I'd invested in a heartbeat, but because it's, someone else's and that's what we do for a living is manage other people's investment. We have to go through a process. So maybe those five or six great ideas, maybe it will get whittled down to two or none. So we, you know, I have the luxury of my personal life of going with my gut or really it's your heart, but going with your gut and on a professional level, I have to have a strict process that we go through because investors are going to say, Hey, why did you invest in that company? Well, here's why, here are the reasons why. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a balancing, hopefully with your business as an entrepreneur, you have checks and balances, processes in place, systems in place so that it helps you make choices objectively without being subject, subjective or emotional decisions. But sometimes, you know, especially as a marketer, myself and what my agency does, it's all a lot of the types of strategies we do is connecting with people. It's like in, uh, every, an email, you see commercials, everything is, a, is an emotional tie, emotional play. Um, but leading up to that, there was a lot of strategy involved to come up with that type of marketing. So it felt emotional, but there was a lot of strategic and psychological aspects behind it. But as a entrepreneur in trying to make a decision, you know, you could have a lot of sometimes chiefs in the kitchens. If, if you have a lot of other leadership members in your team, or if it's just yourself, maybe one other person, um, yeah, you gotta, like Sean, you said, follow your heart or your gut. You gotta make that decision because if you keep going around and around and around, nothing's going to get done. I mean, what, what you're tasked to as a leader and as an entrepreneur is like, you got to make choices all day, every day, you're making choices all day. Um, and you have to just face the fact that your choices are either going to be, you know, there's, there's a cause and effect, but you can't not be in a stalemate and you got to do the best with the information you have in front of you. Um, if it's 60, if it's 70% enough versus a hundred percent, um, you can't be afraid um, cause that, that's part of the line of work of being an entrepreneur is you're, you're taking some risks, um, all the time and you want to lower that risk with, with, with as much information, but then you got to make a decision to move forward because there's other people who are waiting for you and you don't want to be the bottleneck. Yeah. I think that the level of, um, thought that you give something, the level of it is often confused with the speed in which 
we're required to make decisions. So, so a spur of the moment decision in business doesn't necessarily mean you didn't go through a process or you didn't think about it. It just means you did it faster. And frankly, as business owners and leaders too, and particularly in this environment where everything is this instantaneous now kind of culture, we have to make decisions really from our gut because we have to do it quicker. We don't have time to go through this long drawn out process because in today's world, you're going to miss that opportunity. So it's, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, it's a, it has to be a little bit of a, of a balance. Um, and how you approach those decisions, you should do it the same way or close to the same way. You just have to increase the speed in which you make them or can make them. And I think that comes with experience, right? Like Sean, like you're, you have some more years experience and, and, and like myself compared to other people. So we might make decisions on similar that might be in front of a younger entrepreneur faster because we've been in that scenario. So, um, and it, that way sometimes your gut feeling is, is actually sometimes a lot more something you recognize as well. That's a good point. I mean, the, the more experience you have and the longer you do something, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're in a certain job for a long period of time or with a certain company or even in a certain industry. It's more the experience you get with interacting with other people, interacting with junior and senior people, um, interacting with people around the world that gains experience and that experience goes directly into your gut and allows you to make um, very similar or even very different decisions based on that gut feel. But it's true for me. I don't do anything unless I feel I have a pull. I call it a pull, a, a pull in my gut that says, yeah, this, this is right. Usually it's right, but not, not hundred percent of the time. I actually had to make a gut decision this week. Um, we had a campaign that was going live for, for our company and you know, we have smart people. Um, you know, there's a lot of checks and balances you have, you know, you have a creative writer, we have to do an email, um, lead generation campaign. Most businesses have some type of probably outreach email campaign that they're doing, right? If it's, if it's a donation awareness, you know, you're trying to bring a product to the market and trying to bring awareness and you're outreaching to an email blast, but there's, you know, there's the layout, there's a style of the layout, what happens when it comes in, how many more emails go out, there's triggers, there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, you know, we're, of course our goal, not just for internally, but even for our clients, we're always, we're always about making deadlines. And if we don't, things come up for, out of our control, we, we, we set ex expectations. So I've been closely involved with this project. It was a really important project for, for me and my team. And the deadline was like last Friday, it missed. It was a, uh, well, Thursday and then Friday and then Monday. Um, you know, we're shooting this uh, podcast today. It's Thursday. Um, this should have been done uh, Tuesday. So then I, had, I made a gut call Tuesday night. I'm changing the people that's on this project. I'd moved the chess pieces around certain players and I said, okay, we're going to come in, strip it out. Let's bang this thing out in 12 hours. And it got done. Um, and was I concerned that I might've hurt and hurt some people within my team, like thinking like they didn't do the job right and stuff like that. Yeah. But that wasn't really my intention. I looked at it from, from, from a leader making a decision is about hitting deadlines and it wasn't about someone's feeling how much work they put and energy into it. You know, you have people that you manage. They should know at the end of the day in your culture, if it's about meeting deadlines and, and, and hitting goals, you know, you got to do what it takes. 
Um, so I had a meeting after the fact, you know, people were upset about it, but once I kind of was very clear, like, this is not personal, this is business guys, like here are the reasons why I made the decision. Everyone understood it was on the same page, but in the beginning of that meeting, I think everyone was very, um, unsure. I think some people were upset, like they put a lot of time into it. Uh, but then they understood at the end of the day, we did make a promise to ourselves to go live a few days ago. It didn't. And I had to make some changes. I took, I had that gut call and it was like 11 PM. I remember this. And I messaged a couple of people. I'm like, Hey guys, I need you guys to jump on this project. Let's bang this thing out. Um, in the morning, people saw a flurry of messages. They're like, what's going on? But we've looped everyone in by, by the afternoon and the rest is history. Yeah, I think, too, the other thing we need to recognize is that a lot of times the emotion that your team has is based, rightly so, is based on the inputs that they have and the experiences that they're going through. But as an entrepreneur, you have more inputs and more experiences. So it's not that their emotions are wrong. They're just based on a slice of the entire thing that you have to worry about, deal with. I'm sure there are external factors that went into that making that decision. To say nothing of the fact it had slid four days. You could have been getting pressure from the client. The client could have been threatened not to pay you. The client could have been threatening to leave or tell other people or the list goes on. And those are things that the entire team doesn't know about, doesn't need to know about, but there's certainly inputs to your decision-making process. And what are, what are you reacting to in your outside world? Not just, okay, we missed it, missed it by four days. I have to come down on somebody just to look like a leader. It doesn't work that way. There's a lot, like I say about the iceberg, there's a lot under the iceberg that people don't, shouldn't, um, and can't know about that we have to deal about with because we're at the top of the top of that iceberg. And, I think that's a good thing. I think that as long as your team knows what you're doing, what's important, what the value is, and certainly appreciates and inputs to the culture of the organization, what you went through is less painful and it gets, people get over it quicker because now they understand. Yep. yep. So Sean, any, any final uh, words, advice here on, on gut before we wrap it up? For me, I'm a big advocate of listening to it. It's You can get into this whole physiological thing where the brain is actually created to talk you out of stuff. How do we know that? Put your hand on a hot stove. As much as your heart says, yeah, put your hand on that stove, keep it on there. You really want to be there. Your head's going to be like, you don't even think about it. And you're going to pull your hand off. It's a really remedial example. But my point is your head, you have to get your head to kind of follow and process what your gut wants to do because what ends up happening is if you don't get both of them in line, your gut over time will prevail and you'll do what your gut wants almost in a sneaky way. At least I do. So I'm always like kind of shaping my way back to what that initial gut feel was. So it's important for me to really have my head supporting what my gut says we want to do. Again, this is not saying we make reckless decisions or, you know, um, whimsical decisions and we're talking about where the genesis of your decision making comes from and for me it's always about following my heart first because i gotta tell you if i'm not into it from the emotional perspective forget it i'm, I'm not gonna have any interest in, in it at all sean shares one uh, one thing i love to kind of let our listeners hear from you is 
What was your gut telling you when you're on the helicopter, you were doing that SEALs training, you jumped out of that helicopter. I think you, you told me what you were going through right before you jumped out. You, um, what was my gut feeling? A lot. Um, for me, there's a battle going on between, okay, like you got to pay attention to what you're doing. You can't, can't fall out. Right. So you gotta, you gotta pay attention. You gotta listen to what they told you, how to land. You gotta pick your spot where you're going to go. So that's all your mental stuff. And then you're looking at the beach saying, I got to swim all the way over there. But then your, your gut is saying, okay, you can do this. And your head's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should stay in a helicopter. Like maybe, maybe the same for you, man. And you're, and so you, your gut's that personal, for me, it's a push. It's like, you can do this. You're here. You're, you know, what are you going to do now? Bail out? Like literally you can't quit. You got to do it. So for me, it was very much this, this push. But at the end of it, my gut said, you know, one, two, three, fuck it. And out the door you went. And that, and that was, that's, that's how it goes. But I have to tell you, I knew that that would happen because I've, my entire life has been like that. Like at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to say, here we go and let's, let's go and, and do it. Um, you know, from a work perspective, you can tie that in because I do that now. I'm like all the work we put into this, all the effort we put into this, all the thought we put into this, it's now time to do it. And we can rest assured that we've thought it through enough that we go with the gut and we go and do it. And you just, you just do it. And, you know, I've had a lot of people in my life, both personal and professional say, I, like, as soon as you said that to me, I knew you were going to do it. Didn't matter if it was a year later or 10 years later, I knew you were going to do it because you always follow one of the first things that comes out of your mouth because it's one of the first things that you felt as an emotion. So I'm a big proponent. I'm never the guy that says, let's talk to Sean about, you know, whether we should think this through a lot. I'm always the guy that you talk to about, do you follow your heart? Do you, do you really want to do this? You know, cause you can overthink things too. I could easily talk myself out of not doing that event. I just don't allow myself to, cause that's the easy way, right? You, the longer you take, sometimes you end up talking yourself out of it, which I would argue is, you're really going against what you really want to do. So there's that whole thing too. But, you know, you, you got to, like it's it. a pull. You feel it, man. You feel it inside. You got to do it. It's not going to go away until you do it. I think we're going to add that statement to our, our t-shirt list. It's like one, two, three, fuck it. I, I like that one. That's it, guys. That's I like that one. Right that's, part, that's part of what we're going to make this like ultimate checklist guidebook. And that's going to be one of the statements. I think, I think that should be the title of the book. One, two, three, fuck it. Sometimes you just got to do it. Looking forward to uh, having you guys give us some feedback at um, hello at the vepodcast.com. And until next time, keep crushing it. Yep, stay at it, guys. 100% all the time. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called Entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at The VE Podcast. The VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks everybody for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable and we appreciate you spending time with us today.